Welcome to The Wayfinder Show with Adam Lacey and Luis Hernandez, where guests discuss the why and how of making changes in their life that led them down a greater, more authentic path or allowed them to level up in some area of their life. Our goal is to dig deep and provide not only knowledge, but actionable advice to help you get from where you are to where you want to be. Come join us and find the way to your dream life. All right, welcome back to the Wayfinder Show. My name's Adam, here with my partner, Louie. Louie, how's it going today, man? Oh, it's going good, man. I'm really excited about today's guest. Yeah, so you have a prior relationship with Erica. So why don't you go ahead and introduce her and let's have some fun. Yeah, so today's guest is Erica Proust. I've known Erica for about 11 years now. We actually went to business school together and we were in the same study group. And uh, she's just a badass, man. She's the one who like would just get everything done. We could just count on, you know, we were all just trying to keep up and and uh, we could count on her to, you know, get everything done. And, and she had all the connections with whatever we needed. Uh, so it was it was just really great to uh, really a privilege. And over time, we've kept in touch. And she's just somebody who just manifests whatever she wants to get done in life and in a fairly quick way, which is the kind of people we like here on the Wayfinder show. Right. So yeah. uh, I'll let her tell you a little bit more about her background and all her trials and tribulations and where she's at now. So without further ado, I'll just uh, say welcome to the show, Erica. All right. Hi, guys. Thanks hey, for having Erica. me. Yeah, thanks it's for a coming. pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. This um, is a real joy. So where are you from, okay. Erica? Tell us a little bit about where you're from, your background. Well, I'm from Loveland, Colorado, a Colorado native. We don't have many of those anymore. Um, yeah. But I grew up in Loveland. I was there pretty much 47 years. Uh, I went away to college one year. I went to Pepperdine. Uh, when I was in high school, I was uh, valedictorian, got an academic scholarship to Pepperdine and, and was so excited to go to California, do something different. I went there and uh, made it a year. <laughs> and uh, I'll get into that for a variety of reasons. But Growing up in Loveland, uh, my family had a has a family business. We've got a custom cabinetry millwork and, and door company uh, that actually my grandfather started back in. Um, he immigrated here from Germany and uh, started uh, back then. It was after the war and the way they got a sponsorship to uh, they were sponsored by a farmer to come to Loveland uh, because he had a trade uh, in Germany. Uh, he was making clocks. Uh, so he had this craftsman trade ability. So he was able to come to the United States. Uh, they were sponsored by a farmer and they started building a business eventually. Of course, that took some time, but he built a cabinet company and uh, my father is an only child. So he grew up uh, back in the day after the war here with um, people not really liking Germans. Uh, you know, he was made fun of and called names, whatever. Um, but he, he uh, then took over the company and, uh, built it into a fairly large, into a large business. Um, 
and went through a few different transitions and ultimately sold one and then maintained a, a division of the other one. And uh, so my brother and I grew up uh, working in the shop. Basically, my father is a workaholic. He's a uh, he's got the work ethic of, I mean, he'll, he'll work anybody under the ground. And uh, so we grew up having to work in the shop. We spent a lot of time sweeping the floors, doing different things. And uh, when I was in high school, I was, uh, I'll, I'll never forget it because um, we were actually working in the shop and I was drilling a bunch of cabinets, cabinet doors. And I had a whole cart full and I drilled it was either all of the rights as lefts or all of the lefts as rights. And, um, you know, after that, that's how I ended up with an office position in the company. Quickly <laughs> 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 got fired from the shop floor. So uh, <laughs> I started working in the office. Uh, my mother uh, kind of did all of, all of the accounting. And uh, so I kind of learned things from her. And was working there in the summers when I, you know, I never, I never really had any interest of working in the company. That was never really uh, something that I wanted to do. My interest was always in the medical field, you know, kind of uh, what you guys, what you referred to, uh, Louie, um, on your interview, just you grew up and you wanted to be a doctor, a lawyer, you know, whatever, because. I think that that's, I guess, growing up, always striving and being the top of the class, it was like working, that was just never, not, never crossed my mind, right? So I went away uh, to college, went to Pepperdine, and uh, I was a pre-med major. And similar uh, to what you had said, when I, I remember taking calc, I think it was Calc 3 or Calc 2 because I, I had had AP calculus in high school and I got a C, a C. Yeah. and then in chemistry, I got a C plus and I thought, oh my gosh, I'm not smart enough to do this. Like yeah. that, I can't be a doctor, you know, I've never had less than an A in my life. I can't. And I'm like, there's no way I can do this. And, uh, then, uh, you know, my family was really tight and my grandfather, whom I talked about, uh, ended up getting sick during that time also. So I ended up leaving Pepperdine after one year and uh, going back and working in the family business and taking over my mom's position. And, uh, you know, I just... I continued going to college, but I, I wasn't sure what I wanted to major in at all. Uh, and then working in the business, I was, I, I started going full time and then I got married and then eventually, uh, went back to school at night and on the weekends, uh, at DU, at DU had a program for women called the women's college. At that time, I'm not sure if it's if it's still there today, but uh, 
So I went to school at night and on the weekends working full time and got my degree in, in business and accounting and stayed working for the family business where I've now been for 28 years. And yeah. uh, <clears throat> it's, it's been, I, I've had a great life uh, working uh, in the company. And of course, I've learned a lot, but family business is difficult. Uh, family there, you know, there's pros and cons. And I think one of the most challenging things about working in a family business is that somebody's always in the middle, right? You're, you're, you're in the middle between your father and your mother. You're in, in the middle between your father and the employees. You're in the middle between your father and your brother. Uh, my brother also works in the company. He's a design and engineering manager. And he is literally one of the smartest men I know. He's a very deep thinker, deep processor. And he wanted to go to college, uh, actually, for he, he went for history and religion and, and wanted his to, to eventually become a professor, I think, in philosophy. But he kind of, you know, I don't want to say it's like the easy way to just fall into the family business. Uh, some people may think, oh, you took the easy way. And, and that's not it. It just, it just sort of like, it just sort of fell into place. And it was just kind of like this thing where it's like, oh my gosh, I guess I'm doing this. But working in a family business like ours, where it's manufacturing, you've got, we've got over a hundred employees it's hard on family relationships. And my husband uh, at the time also worked in the family business as an engineer. Uh, we got married in like 1996. And I think he started working for the company probably in 97. He was a really hard worker and a very uh, diligent, you know, very accurate and, and paid a lot of attention to detail. But it was still really difficult working in the family business. And I always seemed to find myself caught in the middle between my husband and my dad, my brother and my dad, employees and my dad, because I was like the face of the office, you know, the face of the, of in the office, I was the main, everybody kind of came to me for, for everything. For a while I did all the HR and, and all of the accounting. So that takes a toll and, uh, you know, that takes a toll on uh, family relationships. It takes a toll on marriages. Um, I feel like growing up, it was always, you're, I was always in my, my dad's shadow, you know, at work. If, if um, at one point I was going to take over as a general manager and, and I sort of did basically as the chief operating officer, but what's difficult is that you're always, you're always in that shadow and you're always the daughter. So, um, it's really hard to get, I guess, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but the merit or whatever it is to, uh, to kind of supersede or put your ideas and thoughts ahead of what your day, what, 
my father had, you know? And so uh, that, that was really difficult. Um, and I, uh, I, like I said, I've done that position for 28 years. And in um, this last, I ended up getting divorced in uh, 2021, which was a very difficult time for Erica, a variety before, of reasons. Before we, before we jump into that uh, phase of, of your life, can, can we go back a uh-huh. little bit? And just kind of sure. want to dig a little deeper. So, uh, you know, it's interesting. You, you you have two different dynamics, right? Like you, you're you a first generation American born to immigrants from Germany, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously they all want to come here and have a better life, but they decided to do it by starting a family business, which you were a part of. And then you're in the family business, right? And, and oftentimes as children of immigrants, you, you mentioned you had a desire to maybe go into the medical field and become a doctor. But um right which is a very common thing for immigrants from all over the world who come here. Right. But usually the pressure comes from the parents, but you said right. you wanted to do that. I'm curious about yeah. that. Was in the fa- did, were you getting pressure to be a doctor or did you, were you getting pressure to be in the family business? No, I was getting pressure to be in the family business. I remember in high school going to a, uh, you know, like a career fair or some yeah. type of thing, uh, that we went to down in, and I was actually down in Denver and it was about the medical field and, and different careers in the medical field. And I went with my parents and, uh, I remember getting in the car afterwards and my dad being like, oh my gosh, you know, it costs this much money and, and you're going to be in, in this much debt after doing that. And that just, that just doesn't make any sense. And that was kind of, and that was before I even went off to college. And that was just kind of a, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of a letdown and sort of a blow when you, you don't feel like you're having the support. It's not that I've, I've always had support from my parents. It's not that it's just that it's more of a, like just sort of a personal blow, like, Sure. Why yeah. would you do that? You know what I mean? Why would you do that when you could just work in the family business and, 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 you know, not have all this debt and you can have flexibility and you can have those things. And the, the one thing that I've learned is that that is not the way to go. You know, right. when, uh, when my kids, when my kids were grown up, I had, I had two boys and I have two boys and, uh, I really was very diligent about when my boys get to the age, I am going to find what they are passionate about and what they are good at. So we tried everything, you know, we tried violin, we tried soccer, we tried uh, baseball, we tried tennis, we tried all those different things. And they, they found their sports that, that they enjoyed and, their instruments, whatever. And then in high school, when it came time for them to figure out what they wanted to do, I took them everywhere. You know how in grad school, we did like the personality tests and and the different uh, assessments. I did that with my kids, you know, and, and looked through what they were good at, what, what their interests were. And I, uh, took them to all these different career days, whether it was um, even like 
the nursing day at UNC, one of my sons was thought he would be interested in nursing. So we went there. We went there for the day and he was like, no way, mom, I am not doing that. And I was like, okay, good. Cross that off your list, you know? And, yeah. and so I, I sit there and I think that is what is important is doing what makes you click and not what is, what makes everybody else happy. You know what I mean? I, yeah. uh, I regret that I did not have the confidence you know, I feel like I'm a very confident person and whatever, but when it comes down to it, I'm also a pleaser. And so I, uh, I feel like I settled, you know, I I didn't, I, I didn't use my voice and I didn't go after what I really wanted to do. And I, I regret that. And, um, and I think, uh, that's hard when when you're a high achieving person who's also a pleaser uh you sort of you lose your boundaries and i feel like that's that's what happened with me that's that's what happened in my marriage um and i i think that boundaries are really important and and having the ability to say no Mm-hmm. Because I think as high achieving people, we are uh, just accustomed to yes, yes, yes. Like I can do that. I can do that. It's the optimistic, you know, the, the half full, the positive, like, no, I can handle that. I can do that. I can do that. And before you know it, you've, you've put everything else aside mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and you've lost sight of, of what makes you tick and and what you're good at and what you really wanted to do. Um, so going back to Pepperdine, when you decided to leave, um, you know, it sounds like the um, idea to stop going to medical school was something you wanted to do. But, you know, did you ever explore just switching majors or were you really just being pulled back to, to Loveland to work in the family business with your family? You know, I think I was sort of being pulled back. And also with my grandfather being sick, I just had this, uh, I feel like this responsibility, you know what I mean? Like I I would be letting them down if I stayed there. And uh, so I made that choice. And that's, um, I always, I often wonder what would have been if I would have stayed there because I feel like when we're removed from our family and our friends and we're put into a an environment where it's just us we we can really thrive and figure out who we are and what we're good at and it's okay like I I tell my kids all the time you know it's okay if you get a C on a test it's not going to matter you're still going to pass and the thing is, is that it's, you're going to learn from it and it's going to make you stronger. You need to stay the course. Like, don't just make a life-changing decision and think that you're not good at something because you didn't get an A+. Plus. You know what I mean? It's, it's important to just understand that you don't have to be perfect all the time on paper. 
and you're still going to be successful and you're still going to succeed. I, I think we put too much pressure on ourselves. Totally. You know, I mean, I, I, I wish I would have stayed the course and, uh, but you know, we, we all, we all, uh, go left we go right we take different paths and we are where we are right, right. <laughs> and it's for a reason right which we're going to yeah. learn a little bit more about but tell us so, so you went down to family business and then you you added to the family <laughs> business right you eventually uh you got married there and and your husband worked in the business as well right uh-huh yeah and so so tell us how that worked out uh well you know that was I think it was, it was challenging for my husband for sure, because he, he struggled in uh, just the being the son-in-law. That's a hard place to be being the son-in-law and working in the business and whatever, but he, he was, he was really good at what he did. I think, I think that, um, you know, we had two boys and uh, I, I also, um, have a daughter from his previous marriage, um, who I consider my own daughter. Uh, and so we had a, a great family and, uh, a, a great time. And until, until we didn't, I guess. And I think, um, one of the things that, right. When you, when you go through a divorce, you learn a lot about yourself. You, you, um, you read a lot of self-help books, you, you know, do a lot of reflecting. And I think for the first time in my life, that's where I, I, I feel like I, I failed, you know, I mean, nobody wants a divorce. And that was a difficult time because for somebody that is an achiever, that's, you kind of feel like you failed, you know? And, and that's not a, that's not a good spot to be. But what I've learned is that I was always so busy checking all the boxes, right? Um, you know, I was probably one of the first in my uh, high school class to get married. Uh, probably one of the first to have kids. Um you know, I, it, it's, it's being that high achieving person where you're checking all the boxes and you're doing all these things and, and you're in such a hurry to get things done. You know, there was a song that Alabama sing, I'm in a hurry to get things done. I, I rush and rush until life's no fun. Right. And, um, I, I kind of think that's part of what happened to me is that I, I was just busy checking off all the boxes. And when, when you're not being fulfilled and, you know, like in, in, um, uh, well, we went to grad school in 2012, right? The whole reason I went to grad school really was because when I get in a situation and things are status quo or, going along, I need something. I need something that's going to motivate me. I love going to school. I want to go to school. I want to work for something. And I want to, I want to get a grade on my paper. 
you know, that's who I am. That's what makes me tick. I need that recognition. And uh, a lot of people do, right? So you find ways, you find ways to find the things that you're missing, um, the things that motivate you. And uh, I was just busy filling up, you know, my schedule and my time and, and crossing all these things off and and I got to get this done. I got to do this. I got to do this. And I, I feel like I was never um, allowed myself to be present in the moment, you know? Mm-hmm. And I've learned that. And that's a hard one because uh, that's a, that's a difficult, it's, it's hard to learn when that's not who you are, you know, to slow mm-hmm. your roll. So, so it sounds like the the divorce was the catalyst, right? The 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 failure ultimately that you first felt that made you want to take some big, make some big changes, right? Yeah. 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 So tell tell us about those. What what are they? How did you go about getting them? Well, um, we uh, we ended up getting divorced, and um, I I mean, like I the had... catalyst is to where you are now. Like, how'd you get to? Where oh. You are? Yeah. To where I live now? Yeah, I or... mean um I mean you you can go any way you'd like with this. Oh, I was okay. just thinking like a, a, as a catalyst to, you know, what made you take drastic change, you know, to right. get out of Loveland, the family business, although I think you still have a little bit of involvement, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um and, uh, well, I decided be- yeah. Yeah. After going through that, which, you know, my marriage was 25 years. Um, you, I think, I think the other thing that was a, a real uh, contributor to that was that I, I lost my boundaries through my life. Um, growing up in a small town, I'm Loveland. Well, it's not really that small anymore, but I had a lot of friends. I have a lot of great friends. I know a lot of people and I have a lot of relationships and I invest time in maintaining those relationships. Those things are important to me. And, but in doing so again, I never say no. And so I, I'm the yes person that I can do this. I can do that. You know, Oh, do you want to go to dinner? Yeah. Let's go to dinner. Oh, do you want to go for drinks? Yeah. Let's do that. Let's pack all these things in to a day that is going to be from 4am to midnight, right? That's how I live my life fast and furious. And then you realize that you filled your calendar up with so much stuff that you don't even want to do half of the shit. I imagine, right? Exactly. It's like, I don't really, it's like, you know, you want to do these things, but you don't want to do them all. And when you're so quick to say yes, then it's like you you take a step back and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't no, I don't really want to do that. But I said yes. So here I go again. I have to do it, right? So and and unfortunately, I think that was one of the, the problems in my marriage also was that I um I didn't have boundaries and you know, I was just always busy. And um and I'm sorry for that. But I, you learn a lot and that sort of, I realized I needed to make a change. And so I decided to, um, I had come down to the Virgin Islands and uh, 
I decided that I, the only way for me to find myself again and to figure out what I want to do and, and just take some time and reflect on how to do the next phase of my life, I've got to leave. I've got to get away. Basically, stop the noise, you know, just stop. Again, when, when you're in a small town and you have a lot of friends and a lot of family, everybody's, everybody's in your head. Everybody's got an opinion. Everybody's got something. Everybody's telling you all this stuff. And it's, it, it all gets cloudy, you know? And so I decided that for me, the best thing was going to be for me to leave and figure things out on my own for once. And, uh, you know, a, a lot of people are able to do that when they're 20 and they go away to college and, and they find themselves, um, they grow up away from home and have this opportunity to kind of find themselves outside of their family and their friends, right? And and I didn't do that. And so I'm just a late bloomer, I guess. But I think it's important to... It, it was really important for me to leave uh, the business and uh, I, I'm still working for the business from a distance and uh, training my replacements and kind of doing stuff more or less on a consulting basis. But I figure out what it is I want to do, learn how to say no, and uh, just stop the noise, you know, go to a new place where nobody knows anything about you. And, um, you, you know, make new friends, build new relationships, um, figure out what you like, what you don't like without all of the, without all of the noise. And, yeah. and that's what I'm doing. And I, I look at, your life, right? You, I, I break life into thirds, like we're, we're, you know, from zero to 20, we're, we're in our, uh, we're in our, we're growing up, right? 20, 20 to uh, 50, you're, um, you know, basically living the day to day and 50 and, and onward is, is kind of the, the next third. But I'm like, I'm still in my second phase of life. Like I've got a whole nother phase and it's like, how do you want to spend this time? And what are you going to do? What makes you tick? And, and uh, so that's what I'm doing. No, I was just going to say it's, it's great because you could sit around, you know, for the rest of your life and think, man, I wish I would have stayed at Pepperdine and I wish I would have done this when I'm 20, but it, it's, it, or you could just go ahead and do that now and you're doing that and you're, you're, you're taking your life in your own control and you're just going to not sit and worry about anything you regret in the past and just, just do it now. And I love that. Right. I, yeah. I think, um, you know, I, I haven't had like a lot of, uh, I mean, I, I listened to your story, uh, Adam and, and your son with, with cancer. And I mean, you guys, have have had some real real difficult you know times of your life and I don't 
I don't feel like I've, I'm the person that's kind of grown up with a fairly easy life, but that doesn't mean that you're happy. You know yeah, what I mean? I was like, going to say, it, I mean, just because there isn't some groundbreaking moment, like you, you, yeah. your kid had cancer or you, you went bankrupt or it doesn't mean that life was all rosy. And, and even in addition to that, I mean, you went through a divorce, which I'm sure is not very right. much easy. Either, yeah. So. I, I don't wish that on anybody, but it's, it's, it's just, things aren't always what they seem, especially right. when you're um, just busy being busy. You know what I mean? We're all busy being busy being busy and um not not being in the moment and taking time to figure things out so, what so are, are your kids now? out of your house now or are they still living with you yeah uh my oldest son bailey is uh he is his senior year uh, in computer and electrical engineering. So he's graduating in um, May and he's uh, in Florida and he's going to continue to stay in Florida. He's going to be working for a company that he interned for through, throughout his college years. And then my youngest son, Brandon, is a uh, private corporate pilot. So he's flying all over. And, uh, so they're pretty much off the payroll and, um, Brittany <laughs> is, <laughs> Brittany's a realtor in uh, Denver. So she's, um, also doing well. And, uh, so they're doing great. So I'm proud of who they are and that they're doing the things that they are passionate about and that really together we were able to figure out what they're good at what makes them tick and and um and that that was cool and so now i'm gonna figure that out for me yeah so what does that look like so you're down in st thomas what's your plan here uh well i've changed a lot of things so i i'm working remotely again training my replacement and, and doing still working for the business but I, I have goals to start something new on my own and, and build a brand. So that's what I'm working on. Now, when you say build the brand, are you talking about your a personal brand that you're planning to do something with or a company brand or, or what do you product? Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm developing a product and, uh, a brand that's going to go along with that and it's going to be primarily uh for down here so i'm gonna my goal is to launch that in 2024 so i'm on a tight timeline to make it to the my goal in 2024 but um it's it's something totally out of uh the cabinetry and wood industry um <laughs> and and i i want to do it on my own i have a little bit of that f you um lion you know also yeah, there you go yeah. and wow. uh, <laughs> and so i want to uh i want to do something on my own and um do that so that's what i'm working yeah. towards 
Yeah, I was just going to say, one of the things I remember uh, most from when we were in school together, Erica, was the, uh, I think you and I were always like the ones coming up with all the entrepreneurial ideas. <laughs> yeah. And we just would geek on all that. So I feel like now having the time and opportunity to just go and pursue one of those must be like a dream come true, right? Like, hey, let's let's really take something and, and, and build it like. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm using parts of my brain that I think uh, they were there, but they've been dormant for, you know, right. you know how when in it where we did all those personality assessments, right? Yeah. And, and you figure out like, we were both yellows, right on the <laughs> uh, what um, I forget the name of that test, but or yeah, that assessment, but when you look at who that is, that is, that is what I'm, I'm doing now, which is totally different than being an accountant. Yeah. When I, when <laughs> I sit there, <laughs> I mean, every single thing that I look at, what makes me tick is not what I've been doing for the last 28 years. Just right. because I like math, you know, that's, that is not what uh, makes me tick. And what I've been doing is, probably not fulfilling well I know it's not so I am I am using all the tools that I have learned throughout life and doing something uh totally different in a totally different industry in a totally new location uh with none of the people that I used to um that I know from my hometown it's just building new relationships and finding it all on my own and that that's what I'm doing and uh it's cool because um life is about relationships and it's cool to to build new ones and I think that when you've grown up in the same place for so long yeah you know a lot of people and you you have a lot of relationships but boy do you really you miss out on so much when you, when I come down here, the people are really, really great. And just the the culture and the different, it's great to experience life in, in a whole new place with a whole new culture and your own set of goals. So Erica, we're at the point in the show now where uh, we, we usually ask some of those four rapid fire questions. So we're going to start throwing them at you and uh, hear what okay. you have to say. All right. All right. Um, so the first one is uh, give us a, a hack that you use in life. Okay. Um, so every morning when I get up or I'm still in bed, <laughs> I count to 10. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I get up and I drop down and do 50 push-ups. Guy push-ups, not girl push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> now name a favorite. Could be a band, a movie, anything you just really enjoy. I don't know that I really have a favorite right now. When I came down here, I um, basically I don't have TV. I don't have, uh, I'm not really on Facebook anymore you guys are the first podcast I've ever listened to. I sort of (laughs) removed myself from social media and uh, news in general. I'm just sort of down here, like clearing my head and stopping all the noise. And so 
I don't really have a current. I don't. I couldn't even tell you. How about an activity? Current favorite tennis. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I play tennis at least five times a week, and it's cool down here, meeting new uh, new people to play with, and uh, I love it. Not pickleball. <laughs> <laughs> So what's some advice you would give your 25-year-old self now? Slow your roll. Slow your roll and set boundaries. You don't have to check off every single box by the time you're 25. You're still trying to figure out who you are by 25. Now, what is one thing that holds people back from being happy? The voices in your head. Yeah. Can you expand on that a little bit? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's just, it, it's all the negative, the voices in your head saying you're not good enough, you're not strong enough, or maybe your family saying you shouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. Why are you doing that? That's stupid. Just whether it's your voice or somebody else's voice, we you always hear voices in your head that's telling you no. and. Um, yeah, I think that's what keeps people from being happy is if you if you just live in the present and get all of that out, it's a pretty good place to be. Yeah, love it. Well, Erica, I don't know if you're open to this. You, I know you you escaped uh, the real world to get down to paradise and figure <laughs> some things out, as we've heard. But uh, if people wanted to get a hold of you, you know, uh, where, where would they? How could they find you? Sure. Um, my email is uh, Erica, E-R-I-K-A, Proust, uh, P-R-E-U-S-S, 2905 at Gmail. Well, Erica, I, I think I speak for all of us, uh, you know, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Adam, but uh, this is this has just been mind blowing. I mean, what your experiences, your, your insights have just been incredibly prolific, uh, even more than what I expected uh, going into this. So um, I'm glad to see you, you know, taking this time for you now, take as much of it as you need. We look forward to seeing your progress and, and seeing what's going to happen. I also know you well enough that you're probably going to be, <laughs> uh, you know, really have a, um, a full life uh, soon again doing a lot of other uh, things probably very different but they're going to be very 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 successful at whatever it is and uh and we'll, we'll all be seeing your name out there with this brand so i i can't wait to hear more about it all right thanks yeah. We hope you've enjoyed The Wayfinder Show. If you got value from this episode, please take a few seconds to leave us a five-star rating and review. This will allow us to help more people find their way to live more authentic and exciting lives. We'll catch you on the next episode.